Welcome to KXAN News. Today, here are your Wednesday morning headlines. A border convoy is on its way to Central Texas. This group calls itself Take Our Border Back, and it hit the road this week. About 40 cars are in it, stopping in Dripping Springs for a pep rally, then heading to Eagle Pass. Tax Dodd is hosting a ribbon-cutting ceremony today for the FM 110 North Project. FM 110 is the new route drivers have in San Marcos, providing an alternative to I-35. The project is the last of three completing a loop on the east side of San Marcos. Easy Tiger plans to close its beer garden in East Austin. Combination of weather challenges and increased costs led to that decision. The restaurant on East 7th Street will mark its last day in April. Beautiful weather continues today. We finally, finally mm. wrap up the month of January. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's been a long one. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We've got meteorologist Kristen Curry here. People are really going to want to get outside today mm -hmm. uh, because one, it'll be beautiful, but also right. we have um, some less than beautiful weather coming our way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you can get outside, enjoy this sunshine, enjoy these unseasonably mild temperatures. Our temperatures should be running about 10 degrees cooler than what we're experiencing in the afternoon, but hey, who are we to complain, right? We had our fair share of cold weather this month. Rock and dirt yard camera there in Buda showing clear skies. Temperature-wise in the hill country, we're talking 30s and 40s, 48 in Cherokee, 37 in Lano, 41 in Kingsland, with 54 in Round Mountain and 38 in Marble Falls. Our Austin Metro looking at mainly 40s here, 42 Round Rock, 48 in Pflugerville, 49 Driftwood, a couple spots in the 30s, the upper 30s at that Buda in the airport. Downtown, though, currently coming in at 40 eight degrees. Eastern counties seeing a mix of 30s and 40s here. 39 in Dale, but 43 Giddings, 46 in Thorndale, 43 in Blue. Where are we going today? We're going back to the 70s, very close to what we had yesterday. In fact, I think we'll match highs. 74 degrees is what I expect in Austin. Underneath a mainly sunny sky. It'll be sunshine and high clouds with those northwest winds spinning more out of the southeast later today, but still on the lighter side at only 5 to 10 miles per hour. Coming up, the unseasonably warm weather continues for the rest of the work week, but rain begins on Friday. And with this next storm system coming in, there will be a low severe risk and a, no, a low flooding risk tied to it as well. So we'll dive into the details of what we're watching and when coming up in your first warning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. New data from the city of Austin shows severe dog attacks in our community is going up dramatically. It has been over the past few years. And some of these dogs are coming from our city shelter. KXAN Grace Reader dives into the data and looks into a possible solution coming later this week. Scalped by a dangerous dog. Multiple skull fractures. Startling new data from the city of Austin shows the number of severe dog attacks have gone up dramatically over the last few years. This graph shows the increase. Last year, more than 130 severe bite incidents were recorded. That's more than 2019 and 2020 combined. Austin City Council could vote this week to change how the Animal Center handles some of the most dangerous dogs. We want to make sure that uh, dogs that have caused uh, uh, serious bodily injury to people are not released back into the public anymore. The change would shift the Austin Animal Center to a nationally recognized bite scale called the Dumb 
lumbar scale and would make it so a dog classified as a four or above on that scale would not be eligible for release. Look at some of these examples of what injuries at a four look like. It's just a way for us to protect public safety uh, because we know that that, is, that has been an issue. How much of an issue? New data from city staff shows over roughly the last five years, nearly 500 dogs with a recorded bite history classified as moderate or severe were released from the shelter, nearly 70 of those dogs being in the severe category. When an animal has done that level four and up type damage, we say that that animal is too dangerous to be released into the public anymore. The way it's done right now, the shelter is required under city code to offer up almost any animal it plans to euthanize to other rescue groups and certain members of the public. A reminder though that while the Austin Animal Center is required to notify people of previous bite history, other shelters may not have that rule. Grace Reader, KXAN News. Thank you, Grace. Austin City Council is set to vote on that change Thursday. Staff says this will not change the city's no-kill rate, which is 95%, but they do believe this is going to impact dozens of dogs a year. When we go in-depth here, we did talk to the president and CEO of Austin Pets Alive last week about her concerns when it comes to the changes. And the biggest concern is the data, according to her. She said that the support using scientific approaches like the Dunbar scale just want to make sure that the city is going to use that correctly. She also questioned the data the city published on the dogs released from the shelter with the bite history. Uh, they pushed that out in a blog asking people to take a survey. And we have a link for you to that survey on our website, kxan.com. The Hamas group at war with Israel is weighing whether it will agree to the terms of a proposed hostage deal this morning. The Israeli government hasn't voted on this new deal yet. And as NBC's Raf Sanchez reports, it doesn't want to agree to any new demands for a permanent ceasefire as part of the agreement. The families of some of the American hostages still being held in Gaza meeting with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan at the White House as a potential deal to free their loved ones hangs in the balance. Israel's Prime Minister saying he is not prepared to release thousands of Palestinian terrorists as part of a deal, something that is a key demand from Hamas. Hamas says they are studying the proposal, but they are repeating a demand of their own that this deal lead to an end to the war, something Israel says is not acceptable. The U.S., though, says it is optimistic, trying to close the gaps between the two sides. We'll have much more coming up on the Today Show. Three American soldiers dead, dozens injured. How the president is responding after the attack on a U.S. military base in Jordan. And a heartbroken family of a 21-year-old shot and killed in a random attack. Why one of the suspects still isn't sentenced. And how judges determine how long it takes before cases go to trial. Good morning, everyone. On this Wednesday, as we take a live look from one of our many cameras that we have all over Central Texas. This one's over in Buda, Rock and Dirt Yard. Traffic looking good right there on I-35. President Biden says the U.S. will respond to the attack that killed three American soldiers and injured roughly 40 others on a U.S. military base in Jordan. President offering no details on what that response will be, but said Iran is at least partially to blame. I do hold responsible in the sense of supplying the weapons to the people of Britain. These service members were deployed into the region to contribute to regional security and stability 
in support of the international coalition to ensure the lasting defeat of ISIS. So there will be consequences, and I'll just leave it at that. U.S. officials say Iranian-backed militants are responsible for that attack. Now, Iran insists it did not direct the drone strike, but one of the groups it backs, the Islamic resistance in Iraq, claimed responsibility. This week, the president spoke to the families grieving. If we knew what we know now, we would have just said, I love you so much. Democrats and Republicans are pressing the administration for a crackdown on Iran. But the president reiterated that he was not looking for a wider war that's already unfolding in the Middle East. Still ahead where we could see the new home of Austin firefighters and medics as the city continues to build out services to keep up with all the growth. Another tough stretch ahead for the Longhorns after a tough loss to Houston on Monday night. One of the keys, well, I'll tell you about it coming up. Good morning, this is a live outside look outside from Buda, I-35. Traffic coming along there on the service road. Looks like a semi truck is uh, starting to gear up to get their day going. You're probably doing the same, maybe got some coffee, OJ, tea going. Happy to have you here with us. Austin firefighters and medics, they are still gonna have a new home city working to build out services to keep up with all the growth we're still seeing. All of it out there. City council members and first responders did help break ground this week on the Canyon Creek Fire and EMS substation. It is being built on FM 620 in Northwest Austin, south of Anderson Mill Road. This is a station that is one of the five high priority facilities that the city approved back in 2018. This area is growing rapidly, as are many other areas in the city of Austin. We are seeing the density increases and will help us to ensure that we have adequate response times. And the goal is to have the station ready this time next year. And once it is, the new building will have a walking trail in the back that will also be used for wildfire training. As you mentioned, the goal is to make sure that that station is ready for this time next year to make sure that they're going to be able to help the people who are in need in that area. Let's talk about something that I think a lot of parents are really worried about. Um, TikTok. Well, a TikTok restaurant reviewer with more than 15 million followers caused quite the rush in North Texas this week in a different way. These are burrito tacos, but it has a Pakistani twist to it. Like this is the burrito taco. Okay, food critic Keith Lee hit up some Dallas area restaurants and he posted at least three food reviews in 24 hours. And the high praise he got up for Halal Fusion in Farmer's Branch sent people flocking to the ghost kitchen within minutes of posting that review. And some waited outside for hours. Actually excited, got almost the exact same thing he did and I'm ready. <laughs> because I saw the Keith Lee TikTok in his review. He's just down to earth and he seems honest. Well, the restaurant had to stop taking orders that night because of the response. So he actually says that he asks family to pick up the food and then he eats it in the car. So he doesn't have to appear to be um, getting a special treatment because he is so popular. He did visit Houston in December and cause a similar scene with another rave review. So. When I say parents this is something that you may worry about, it's just the pool of TikTok. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's a pool yeah. for bad, sometimes it's a pool for good for that yeah, restaurant. Absolutely. And so I was talking with our producers when I got in this morning and I was like, 
have you guys heard of Keith Lee? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, you were no. Yeah. Some of them had, some of them hadn't, but he is a huge deal in in TikTok okay. and the food the food scene. Okay. Clearly, based on the response. Yeah. yeah. He's just eating in the car. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't eat in the car? That's true. That's true. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast. Happy Wednesday. Look at our clouds and radar across the region. A little bit of cloud cover. We've got some rain falling in El Paso, but that will not be reaching us today. As far as live look outside goes, I'm taking you up to Liberty Hill. Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there, giving us a view of mainly clear skies. Just some of the high cloud cover will be with us today. But 41 degrees for our friends in Liberty Hill at the moment. We've got most areas in those 30s and 40s. 42 Bastrop, 48 downtown, a couple of 30s out there in the Hill Country. Hill Country trending a little bit colder than the rest. is kind of normal, right? Looking at your bus stop forecast, we've got temperatures in those 30s, 40s, and low 50s through drop-off. So I would encourage you to grab a light coat on the way out the door, but just know you won't need it all day. Back to the 70s we go. 74 degrees with sunshine and high clouds. Here's a look at those forecast highs across the board. Not bad. Not bad for the end of January. That's for sure. These temperatures, again, 10 degrees warmer than normal. All right, let's update you on this storm system that we've been talking about for the last few days. It's going to be pushing onshore, getting into the later part of today and tomorrow. Now, once it crosses the Four Corners region through the day on Friday, we're going to get a better idea of the exact timing of this. I'm still anticipating some spot showers and isolated storms to start Friday afternoon, but this thing will kick into high gear Friday night into Saturday morning. That's when I still think we'll have the best coverage of the widespread rain and those thunderstorms and still on track to clear pretty quickly too. I mean, late Saturday night into Sunday, this is going to be gone as far as the wet weather goes. Just some leftover winds filling in in its place. Some new updates that came down this morning. We have a low flash flood threat for all of central Texas here. I'm not expecting widespread flooding issues. I think it's just going to be the areas like Fayette County, who saw a lot of rain last week, that we could potentially see some nuisance flooding, some ponding on the roads, some closed low water crossings, things like that. But there is now also a low severe storm threat for Friday. And this, again, is going to be Friday night with the risk of hail and wind out of any well-developed storm. But this will be on the isolated side. Most of those storms will not not reach severe criteria. Rainfall, half an inch to an inch and a half. Isolated pockets of more. Data has been pretty consistent in showing that. So good soaking rainfall expected for most. Better rainfall amounts likely towards I-35 eastward. Seven-day forecast is 70s today, 70s tomorrow, and 70s Friday. So you've got two full days of dry weather with just a little bit of cloud cover up top. By Friday, we'll introduce those storm chances beginning in the afternoon, ramp them up to 80 to 90 percent overnight, and then just for your Saturday morning, we'll be watching for some lingering showers before drier skies and a whole lot of wind comes in Sunday. Sunday is looking windy. It's also looking like one of those days where the pollen will flare and the critical fire danger will come back. So all of that will be Sunday, but temperatures will stay at least close to seasonal normals in the 60s next week. Overnight lows far above freezing 40s and 50s for the next seven mornings. Thank you, Kristen. The FBI is asking for your help finding an arsonist. Monks at a Houston area temple are rattled after someone set their house of worship on fire. You can still see the damage at the temple in New Caney. In early November, surveillance cameras captured this unknown person, this is who they're trying to find, lighting a mason jar on fire and then throwing it inside the temple. Monks sleeping inside smelled that smoke, put out the flames, but the suspect remains at large.
Right now, I'm very scared. Many people ask me to practice meditation and uh, help them to resolve their problem. But uh, I feel very, uh, very terrible right now. So I, I don't know if I trust people anymore or not. In response, the temple added cameras to the property. The FBI is offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to a suspect. Also this morning, a dead bat found in Cedar Park has tested positive for rabies this week. The city found it on Three Arrows Court in the Walsh Trails neighborhood. It's off Brushy Creek Road. Police say they haven't had any reports of people coming into contact with the bat. But they are reminding everyone that if you do find a bat, don't touch it and call animal control. Okay, the U.S. Postal Service says major layoffs are on the way. The company released a statement saying that it would cut about 12,000 employees or 2.5% of its workforce. It says it's because of a decline in revenue combined with rising labor costs. Now, UPS saw a $9 billion decline in year-over-year revenues. Employees affected will receive severance packages and outplacement assistance. When we go in-depth here, we can say that shipping is not the only industry facing setbacks. Earlier this month, Microsoft laid off 1,900 people in its gaming division. And then Amazon let go hundreds from their Prime Video and MGM Studios arm. Google says it cut jobs across the company to push for efficiency. That's better, though, than last January, where around 90,000 people lost their jobs across hundreds of companies. You know, Elon Musk says his company, Neuralink, has implanted its first device in the brain of a person. The device called telepathy is designed to allow people to control their phones and computers just by thinking. Musk said the subject is recovering well and that initial results showed promising neuron neuron spike detection. Food and Drug Administration gave its approval last year for Neuralink to conduct its first in-human clinical study would have to give its approval to any future consumer product. I don't know if I would want to be the first person to receive that implant. And then be called a subject. It only makes you robotic after that. So he's so much closer to reading your mind. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, feels that way. <laughs> All right, a judge is voiding a multi-billion dollar pay loan for Elon Musk. His responses might mean that he is going to deepen his ties here in Texas. Tesla's board of directors offered Musk a $56 billion pay package. But a Delaware judge ruled that it failed to prove, quote, that the compensation plan was fair. The judge ruled that Musk controlled Tesla, calling the process leading to the board's approval of his compensation deeply flawed. Musk wasted no time taken to X to share his thoughts. He wrote, quote, never incorporate your company in the state of Delaware. He then said, if you prefer shareholders to decide the matter, he recommends incorporating in Nevada or Texas. Musk also added a poll on whether Tesla should move its state of incorporation to Texas. And of course, you'll remember he already moved the physical headquarters to the Del Valley area. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you from one tough stretch to another for the Texas basketball team. Coming off those losses to BYU and then on Monday night against the University of Houston. Now they'll have to go back on the road, then come home to a tough Iowa State team. They went toe-to-toe with the number four team in the nation. And that probably is what makes the loss sting even more, knowing how valuable 
something like that would be. And again, it's the same old story against a Houston team. You better be ready to play and match their toughness. Too many second chance opportunities at key moments in that one. We've got a really good team, and, and I think, again, for us to be an excellent team, and I've said this to our team uh, after uh, afterwards, we, we've given great effort over the last four games. Uh, the one thing that's just holding us back is, is second-chance opportunities, you know, second-chance points, to the glass, you know, in terms of the physical mindset, in terms of coming up with those defensive rebounds to close out possessions down the stretch. We're happy that we came out and we, we fought hard the entire game, and that's something that we've been looking for. Um, dating back to our, our first couple of losses in the 12. Um, so we're happy that, that we're fighting, but we have to clean up the little details and the rebounding in order to come out with wins. You know, it's the next step for our team, you know, and I, I think, again, you know, if we're able to fix that, and which, you know, again, we're capable of doing that, but we will go from being a really good team to, I think, an, an excellent team because we, we have – we have really good pieces. Mentioned they'll be on the road at TCU on Saturday and last night in Fort Worth. Frogs and Texas Tech Red Raiders atop the Big 12 standings, but now TCU hit the threes when they needed. Trevion Tennyson, Jameer Nelson Jr. So TCU with the win. Texas Tech with their second Big 12 loss. That all-important loss column now, a log jam with Texas Tech, Houston, and Iowa State. So again, TCU for the Longhorns on the road and Iowa State coming to Moody Center next Tuesday. Back to you. Thanks, Raj. A convoy continues to journey to Texas when it's expected to reach the state and the border and lawmakers' response to the group.